1: Tom Bill joins us on the show, National College Football analyst with ESPN, brought to you by Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. That's where you go to get your next easy-go golf car for the neighborhood. Some of you need it for your manufacturing facility, construction site, but uh, recreationally, easy-go golf cars, powered by Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors in Memphis, Madison, and the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast. We welcome in Tom Luganville to the show. Lugs, you had a good one on Saturday with Central Florida and Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, man, had a great football game. I mean, it was kind of similar to a lot of games that went on across college football uh, last weekend. Just in, you know, terms of the the closeness and the competitiveness and the surprise of it all. I I think you know, Bo, this is what this is what you're going to get. You're dealing with 18 to 22 year old kids. Each day and each week is different. You're getting down the stretch. Teams are tired. Teams are banged up. Focus can tend to wane. Um, this is what I kind of call the maturity portion of the season. You know, who who can handle the grind so that you're at your best each and every Saturday?
1: Okay, that takes me to Ole Miss. Uh, Auburn may not be good, but the bottom line is they're winning. They had not beat Auburn, Tom Luganbill, back-to-back since 1951-52, which is hard to believe. Um, Uh, But they went on the road, and Auburn was still – they may not be going forward, but there was still a lot of excitement in the fan base. And that's a tough place to play, as you and I both know. Um, It it didn't go well for them for a while, but they found a way to win. And I think that's what Lane was talking about post-game. And the bottom line is they're one of the teams that can go get an explosive play on the ground or through the air, and not everybody in college football can do that right now. Luke?
0: Yeah, they had over 11 yards, all right, Uh, especially, you know, per pass attempt. But the, the explosive plays were there. And, listen, you have to give Auburn a ton of credit on defense. They're hanging on by a thread on offense. They have no answers, and the defense goes out there, ends up getting seven stops which is a huge number, but they're not getting helped out by the offense. But I think the backbreaker was for Auburn, and then a, a sign of resiliency and the ability to finish the game was the 90-yard scoring drive and the 68-yard scoring drive. That was demoralizing to Auburn, um, who would played well on on defense. And listen, this is an old Miss team. They're going to end up taking on Georgia. Things are starting to kind of come into flow with them. They're healthy. Uh, they seem to have the full complement of their weapons this is a, a a different unit um than we've seen in previous weeks now that they're starting to get kind of dialed in down the stretch
1: okay so let's let's go through that I know we'll have you on again next week but Vanderbilt um they'll smoke they'll blow out Vanderbilt and then am I think is going to blow out South Carolina because I think South Carolina's you know lost they're whatever right. mojo they had last year and they're they're ninety fourth in offensive scoring efficiency and one hundred second in defensive scoring. But they're just bad, and Rattler has no help and so on. But so I think A and M can impose their will against South Carolina, and then really, Ole Miss's threats from here on out is is A and M and Georgia because Mississippi State is just in a in a really major transition. Yeah, um, is it a wait and see for you, or you think A and M can make that a game in two weeks?
0: No, I think A&M can make it a game because, you know, A&M's got talent and um, they have depth. And, you know, they're probably the most equipped to try to consistently, if you can, stop the run. Now, the only game that Texas A&M hasn't been able to stop the run was was Tennessee, Tennessee. on the road two weeks ago. Yeah. Aside from that, nobody's been able to run it off. And, um, you know, I think... If, if you're an old Miss fan, like, all of these games become so important because they are signals as to where you are headed. Like, can, when the pressure's on and you have to have the win and it's down the stretch, can you come through? Because I think if you do, if you're Ole Miss, it is, it's one of those trajectory seasons where you've proven down the stretch that you can hang with the big dogs and you can be there at the end. Um, And that's why I think it's really important uh, for for the Rebels to show that each and every week. And I think they're capable. And listen, um, is Georgia going to have the better roster and likely be the better team when they take the field against Ole Miss? Yes, probably. But that doesn't always mean that the best team wins.
1: Yeah. Um, And here's what Lane's doing. He's got the quarterback. They generate explosive plays. And you don't have to be great in modern day college football right now on defense, but Golding has that defense believing in themselves and I, and they play fast and that may sound ridiculous, but I think there's something to that. Tom.
0: Oh, I think there's something to it. There's no, listen, we're in an era where you have to be competent and consistent on defense. If you're really good on offense and you know you can score and you can run the football effectively, you can create explosive plays, just be competent on defense. This is the blind spot that Lincoln Riley does not seem to understand at USC. And um, so our, there are a lot of teams out in college football that are, that are in the top 10, top 15. They're not elite on defense. They're not great on defense. But they're competent. They can compete. They can get off the field every now and then. They can create a turnover. They can force a field goal instead of a touchdown in the red area. And that's what that's what college football has become because the offensive personnel and the approach by way you try to get the ball into the hands of your of your offensive weapons spreads the defense so thin that it's tough to play defense in this day and age.
1: Yeah, it is. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, If I would have told you that Arkansas and Auburn are a, maybe they wouldn't be good and they're not, but they're a combined 0-9 in the league, and Zach Arnett would have a conference win before Freeze and Pittman, if I'd have told you that going into Labor Day weekend, what would you have said?
0: I would have said that it would have surprised me. It would have surprised me more that they had it over Arkansas, not necessarily Auburn. I think. I mean, if you looked at Auburn and looked at who they are on offense, you knew they were going to have problems. You knew it was going to be a struggle for them. They are what they are. This is what Auburn is right now, and they're going to have to deal with this throughout the rest of the season. Um, Arkansas has just, for for the amount of experience, particularly a quarterback, that they have on that team, it's unfathomable that they could be as poor as they are. And they're really poor in the offensive line. But the bottom line with them, and I may have mentioned this last week, and and I think, you know, everybody loves Sam Pittman, but the reality is they've had 21 one-possession games at Arkansas under his tenure, and they've won five of them. Mm. And, you know, Arkansas fans aren't asking you to continually go out and beat Georgia or beat Alabama or beat LSU routinely. If you steal one there, great. But if you get in a one possession game, you happen to get in one with Old Miss like they did three weeks ago, or you get in one with BYU, or you get in one with Kentucky, you got to win those games. You have to.